Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I am Jim Galante and he's back after a few weeks out. Andy Shea is back in the house. Andy, great to have you back. Uh, thank you so much, Jim. It was a lot of travel during the two weeks out. And I, I miss talking about Penn State football. I still watch the games. I watch the Ohio State game and I watch the Indiana game. And it just didn't work out with my travel schedule for us to connect and, and do this. But I've been keeping up, folks. Looking forward to Ask Andy and I am ready to go. All right, let's hit it. But first off, Andy, most importantly, it is Veterans Day, and I would like to thank you for your service to our country, sir. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Happy Veterans Day to all my fellow vets out there. Freedom isn't free, and we know that more than most, but uh, thank you for your service. Well, we appreciate it. I know you made a lot of sacrifices for the country. I just want you to know it is appreciated. All right, let's hit the Penn State news trail, Andy. Um, This is our offensive line edition of the news. A lot going on. My my first question for you, again, we haven't been chatting with you for the last couple weeks, is it was essentially a revamped offensive line against Indiana, especially on the left side. We saw true freshmen. Drew Shelton, we saw saw J.B. Nelson, the uh, uh, junior college first-year player here, take over the entire left side of the offensive line. Give me your impressions of the line in general and the left side specifically. Yeah, so first of all, it, it had me, when I tuned into the Indiana game last Saturday, I was like, Hold on a second. I think I sent you a couple quick text messages, and I was like, "Who? What? Who?" I I had to go to my roster because I was like sixty six and fifty five, and I'm like, "Who are these guys playing O line?" So, not that I didn't know the names, but I just hadn't seen their numbers out there, and it struck me. But they were playing Indiana, right? So that mattered, and that was a factor, but. I took that out and and when I watched it, when I was watching them and I'm like, I I looked at them exclusively for the better part of the first half, Jimmy. I was watching them exclusively the first half because it's like, okay, it's two new offensive linemen. It's the entire left side. I thought they did pretty well, especially for how inexperienced they are, right? Like, you know, Shelton's a true freshman. Nelson's basically a junior college transfer who never had was in that kind of situation on a Big Ten field? Those are, those are, those are snaps that matter, right? Like, so I thought they did pretty darn well. I think they got a lot of help from Juice Scruggs. You could see him communicating, um, you know, with Nelson on a pretty consistent basis about what was going on. The numbers certainly tell you they didn't struggle. The opposition was a big bonus for them that they weren't on such unequal footing. I thought that was important for them. They they didn't have to face these hammers like a couple guys from Ohio State or, 
you know, the ends from Michigan or e- even the guys on Michigan State's front are pretty darn wicked good. So they were on equal footing and they held their ground and it was really important for Penn State. And adding to that confusion that you, you mentioned is it wasn't updated on the roster, but J.B. Nelson was wearing number 56 instead of 55. And on defense, that's, I mean, Vanover, I think you had a lot of people thinking, when did Vanover move from defense to offense? But that was uh, J.B. Nelson. Some of the other news, though, coming out, not so good. Oh, it's Landon Tangwall. He's out for the year. Interestingly enough, he was injured in pregame warm-up a few weeks ago and had season-ending surgery. I do not know what happened. I would Just out of curiosity, I would love to know what happened if you injure yourself that seriously pregame. But that's really unfortunate because here's a young guy who could still use as much experience as possible, right, right. Andy? Yeah, it's it just screams like ACL, MCL, some kind of non-contact tear because you know you know we had we've been told he had surgery and and done for the season. Uh, I think they were really settled on the offensive line, and we talked about remember we talked about preseason how razor thin and there was literally no hardly any known depth along this offensive line. And here we are three quarters of the way into the season and they're digging really, really deep into that. It's going to show up this week a little bit more, right? Like Tangwell's not going to play. Bashanu is a question mark. Caden Wallace is still a question mark. You could still have three backups um, starting this week or three, three regulars not available because of, season-ending injury or week-to-week injury where they're not available. You could still have that this week. This is about as deep as it goes. It's still a very thin offensive line. They have proved themselves to be more capable, and now this type of test just proves, you know, are they what they identified as their depth, can it continue to help them? It's going to be important. I think Maryland will provide more of a test than Indiana did along the defensive front. Not necessarily a whole much. It's not like they got hammers to go up against, but they do provide more of an overall test. I still think I think you're going to have three of them in there. Unless something changes, you could have up to three of them, and it is going to be important. The one thing is what they have identified as the depth, you know, the, the coaching staff has identified as their first-line depth, and it's still really thin. I can't emphasize that enough, folks. It's not a lot of, of offensive linemen available. What they have identified as their backups, they got it right, and that's really important. And I think it's showing up that they don't have a lot of numbers on the offensive line, but what they have is clearly better than a year ago and clearly deeper and more capable than a year ago. And going forward, that is important too, but it will be important this week because they got to win the game this week. They want to win the game this week. Well, the thing of it is, Andy, though, you're right. We've talked quite a bit about the razor-thin depth at offensive line. However, with that said, uh, J.B. Nelson, Drew Shelton, they weren't part of the plan for this year. And they both came in and performed okay. So I think that's a good, good sign with the depth. 
and you mentioned, you know, three starters being out. Uh, it, it does appear for Shanu. Obviously, um, uh, Tangwall is out. Caden Wallace, the right tackle, it appears there's a pretty good chance he'll be in there this week. He and Bryce Efner, even though Caden uh, Wallace has been the starter, Efner's gotten regular work as part of the rotation. But it would be nice, even if it's just for depth, if if Caden Wallace was back. I did want to um, ask you about Fashanu, who's now listed week to week. But he wasn't at practice this week in the small window where the media was there. Do you get this sense that we may have seen the last of him, though? Uh, remember, this is a guy who's now being graded as a first-round pick, potentially even a top-ten pick in the NFL draft. And as it comes down towards the end here, we've seen this before. You know what? If you're advising him, might you just say, you know what? Why risk it? You're going to be a first-round pick, and your life's going to change come spring. Maybe just hang it up. I don't uh, – yeah, so it, it is a tricky decision. I, I don't I don't get that feeling or feel that the kid – that the young man is is looking that far ahead yet. I really – you just you just don't. I mean, he is being he's – he's an early draft – NFL draft board wow, right? That's what I call him, but he is very talented. He has proven himself, you know, as a starter, but this is only one year. So are we going from being a backup and then playing some at the end of last year to, to one year of college football? I don't think he's that level of a talent yet. It's, He's not there yet. I just don't think he's there yet. I still think he needs one more year of development to be like that surefire chance of success at the next level player. But the money's astronomical, so you have to look at that as well. If he can play, the bottom line is my answer is, I think if he can play and is available and healthy, he plays. Not because he's forced to, but just because I think he wants to. And I really, really believe that. Uh, I have no basis for it. It's just a feeling I get that I just don't think – I just don't get that feeling that he's got one foot out the door. I don't know what you think, Jim. I just don't feel any of that. There's nothing that gave me any indications of that. He's healthy. He plays. He's really important to them. But I just want to say, isn't it refreshing to be talking about Penn State football, the offensive line, three starters out, and we're not talking about, you know, a dumpster fire. That's that is a huge step forward for this football program on so many levels, Jimmy. It really is, Andy, and I think the only thing and I'm I'm the Penn State fan here, there's that sense of you know, the negative you have to find. And here's Fashanu who's finally, you know, a star type offensive lineman yep and we may end up with essentially half a season of him <laughs> before before he moves on and that that would be a shame if if it does turn out that way one more piece of offensive line news that came out is Hunter Norzad the transfer portal offensive lineman guard who came in um he announced that he will be back for another year 
it's one of those good news, bad news things, Andy. It's, I think, good news that he's back. It provides some depth for next year. But it also tells you the difference. He's, he's a capable player. I'm fearful the star's going to leave after half a season. The competent player, though, is the one who comes back for another year. Yeah, I just think, you know, after starting his career in the Ivy League and spending three seasons, you know, three years playing at Cornell, I got the impression that he's just having fun. Like, this is fun. So why not stick around for another year? The NFL can wait another year. I'm having too much fun. I'm going to get my master's degree. End of story. It literally seems like the kid's having fun. And coming from the Ivy League, he's academically oriented. So getting that advanced degree is important to him. And let's face it, he doesn't have first-round draft money waiting for him. Andy, that's it for quarter number one in the news. Stick around. We've got more to go in quarter number two. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pregame tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. I'm Jim Galanti along with Andrew P. Shea marking his return after being out for a couple weeks. We know Andy isn't going to leave us. He's not going to go off as an NFL draft pick. He's going to stick with us. He's (laughs) out for a couple weeks. Don't worry, he will come back. And quarter number two is brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. 
They brew their beer right here in central Pennsylvania and deliver it fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. Your biggest dilemma dilemma is which of their many options to select. There's so many ways to go with their different beers, but I do recommend if you're heading out to Happy Valley this week, Make a stop at W.R. Hickey. They do stock the New Trail Brewing Company beer. Lots of selections there, and they can help you out with your choices. All right, Andy, here we go. Quarter number two, here's my question for you. This team now, its goal is a 10-2 season and hopefully a New Year Six bowl game. That's their quest for the rest of the season. That's what they tangibly have left. They're not going to win the division. They're not going to win the conference. They're not going to the playoffs. So my question to you is, what do you want to see from this team the rest of the season? I'm not asking, do you want to see them win the rest of their games? But what do you specifically are you looking for from the team itself? And we're going to trade back and forth here going – I'm I'm going to start, Andy. I'm going to give Go ahead, you one Jimmy. to begin. And I know a lot of this, besides winning these games, you want to get yourself set up for next year. I'm going to avoid the big one, the quarterback issue. Do you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see a third wide receiver step up. One of the young wide receivers take that next step. Because right now, you have Mitchell Tinsley, Parker Washington, and we know we're going to lose Tinsley after the season. Is it possible to lose Parker Washington also to the NFL? At the very least, you need another wide receiver to step up for next year and probably even more than one. So I think that's a good wish list thing, Jimmy. I I don't think it's going to happen, right? Like, and this, I, I think the wide receiver position is, it's still, it's, been the, the level of development hasn't dropped off. It's just been a, a, a true wide receiver one, which has been something that has emerged from Penn State over the last three to four years. It just didn't, it hasn't materialized, but it has been a process for this group of wide receivers. You know, you knew you had, you know, you had the three coming in that were, were known entities and, and known quantities, but I would say it took Parker Washington longer to sort of emerge as a key wide receiver in this offense than they maybe would have liked or maybe that you would have thought. But I think he has emerged as a as more of a threat over the last, you know, three games, for example. I think he's become more of an overall threat for this offense. Uh the last three games. I think they're in I think receiver wise, yeah, do you want those young, there's the young guys are still getting snaps, Jimmy. You still see a, a good number of wide receivers rotating in and out. It's just that Tinsley and Parker Washington have kind of taken the receiver group to a level where they're going to get the ball. And the third factor in this, and this is one of the keys for me, the tight end has become a receiving threat more in this offense than any time under Mike Yersich, in my opinion. You know, the the tight end has become more of a, a legitimate offensive threat in this offense than at any point in the last two seasons. And that it, that has helped the wide receivers as they were sort of, you know, finding their way and into becoming bigger threats in this offense. 
But I think with Mitchell Tinsley and Parker Washington, you've got two legitimate threats. You throw the tight end in there. Yeah, it's still something, some wide receiver step up, but I don't think they're going to get the targets because right now, Tinsley and Washington are catching a lot of balls and they're catching a lot of balls in cr- at critical times and in space, and the tight end is still a weapon. Andy, I'd like to ask you about the – we talked uh, quite a bit, obviously, in quarter number one about the offensive line. My question is, what do we want to see going forward? We saw Shelton and Nelson get a lot of playing time against Indiana. The question becomes, all right, what now? Because they both still have their red shirt at stake. Me, personally, I think you play them. If you play them, they still have, well, at least um, Shelton will have four years eligibility. Very seldom do you have guys stick around for that fifth year, that redshirt year, if they're star players. And Shelton, at least, I think you play him, and you don't worry about his redshirt. The other name I want to throw out there for the offense is Vega Ioane. You know, do you put him out there to play because it appears they feel he's ready for for some real game action? What are your thoughts going forward on the O-line? So I I think when you're looking at where Penn State is on the O-line, and we talked about it, like we said, in in quarter number one, I don't think they have many options, Jimmy, because their depth is thin. I don't think they can play the do we redshirt him or do we not shirt him. But particularly after the production against Indiana, right? Like if you have to burn these red shirts because those are the two best, two best options to get you in the game or to, you know, for your offensive line to be functional and, and, and part of the offense, you have to play them. You absolutely 100% have to play them. I, I don't think you can play, Red shirt protection when your starters are out and they're your backups and they're actually capable backups. And you're thin. You don't have any... I think their options are limited, right? I'm not saying they don't have any choices. I'm saying their options are limited. And just like you said at the top of this, they want to win all three games, be 10-2, and two, and go to a New Year's Six Bowl game. Well, if you don't play those two offensive linemen, you're going to hurt your chances at that if your starters aren't available. I just don't think they have options, Jimmy. Let, let's hit the obvious at quarterback. What do you want to see in these last couple games, Andy? So I thought about – I know the fan base, they're, I, I, I know they're enamored with Drew Aller. And I know it's a sort of hate-love, love-hate, goes-both-ways relationship with Clifford, you know. I, my question at this point is, does you do you want to see you do you want to see Drew Aller because he actually gives you the best chance to win games? That's what I come back to. You're hovering around the top ten. You're seven and two. You're relevant, right? This team is relevant. You've got three games left on your schedule where you're clearly going to give you where you're going to be favored. Is he the guy? Is he the guy for the last three games, or is Sean Clifford the guy that's going to get you across the line? having the best opportunity um, to be a 10-win season. And and I'll be honest with you, Jimmy, I don't think the coaching staff believes that he is. Not just James because it's James and the quarterback and his loyalty. I think overall they, they don't think he's the best, but they are super keen. I say that at the same time they are super keen to give him 
a chance to advance and develop. They're really, really keen on getting him on the field. So what do I want to see? I want to see him in there when the game is relevant. I'm not talking about, I've said this before, I'm not talking about rotating quarterbacks every series. I'm talking about giving him one or two out of every five. You know, put him out there late first quarter into early second quarter or in the second quarter. Give him a series. Let him see what he can do with this first-team offense against a first-team defense when the game still matters. I'd like to see that going down the stretch because they clearly want to advance his development. They do. They really do. That's very crystal clear. But they also don't think he gives them the best chance to win. So find the middle ground and give him that chance to advance at that next level because he's your quarterback next year. And if that's what you think you need to get from him in terms of a next level and advancement, get him out there. i tell you what, Andy, um, I'm going to play a little bit devil's advocate here. Although I agree with you, and I do think Sean Clifford should still be starting, but I'd like to see more of Drew Aller. But this feeling that, hey, the coaching staff, they know best. They see them in practice every week, and they're unanimous on, you know, Sean Clifford being the better option to win. Just remember, this is the same coaching staff that selected Sean Clifford over Will Levis, who's potentially a first-round draft pick. Yep. This is the same coaching staff that said, Taquan Roberson gives us the better chance to win against Iowa as opposed to Christian Vayu, who came in and played pretty well against Rutgers later in the season. So if the fan base questions the wisdom of the coaching staff, I think that's at least legitimate, okay? I will, I I will just put it that way. I agree. Uh, let me... Let me ask you about the running backs. I think, you know, there's no doubt we're all very impressed with both running backs. One thing, there were two plays where Catron Allen made big plays against Indiana. One was essentially the jet sweep that was called the pass reception. And the other one, he was a check down and got a big play. But they got it to him out in the flat, out in the open where he could do a lot of damage. I kind of like to see more of that to both of these running backs, whether it's screen passes or just plays out of the back backfield. So you want to see more variety out of these running backs. Is that the right word I'm choosing yes. there, Jimmy? I, I want to see more of these running backs the way they're – I just think they found a groove with them. I, I There's no script, Right per se. And there's no like formula or no rotation package. It's just put one in and see what happens and then put the other one in and see what happens. And essentially neither one has emerged, right? As a pure, like he's the guy. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. I think actually that's probably a pretty good thing because at times they both during, even inside the same game, they both kind of look like an RB one at times. You know, each has had a little better game than the other at times, but more recently it feels like the sum of the two parts is better than the one part. But, I mean, look at it. 1,260 combined yards, eight touchdowns each. They're both RB1 studs that just share the position, Jimmy. And I, you want to see the flash plays. I want to see more of what we've seen in the last two to three weeks. 
Very good, Andy. Yeah, I don't want to just randomly go at it. I want someone to figure out how can we best make use of two really good talents. All right, that's it for quarter number two. Stick around, quarter number three, your questions, and we ask Andy. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands, as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching the game with friends or by the campfire, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack. New Trail's Hoppy Pack is an absolute crowd pleaser. Packed with four different hoppy beers, it's sure to please everyone. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results. Located right here in State College, we specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results. Dot com or give us a call at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number three. I'm Jim Galanti along with Andy Shea. And Andy, you were off for a couple weeks. I'm guessing that this is the segment you miss the most, answering our listener questions. It is definitely the segment I miss the the most. It also causes me the most anxiety because I have no idea what's going to be fired at me. But in some respects, I did miss that. (laughs) All right. Let's... uh... Let's get started. Remember, this is how it works. If you want to ask a question of Andy, download the app. Really easy. Just search on Keystone Sports. See the app? Download it. There's the Ask Andy button. Just send us your question. And at the end of the segment, Andy's going to pick out a best question. The winner gets the famous KSN polo. As I always say, Andy, what's really great about this, you can't just buy these somewhere. You've got to earn it. So let's see who earns it today. Uh, Let's start with Rob in Charlotte. Rob says, to set the scene, we finished the year 11-2 with a bowl bowl game win against a competitive Power 5 team. 
with the underclassmen continuing to shine while on the field. You, Andy, are the Vegas odds maker. What are you putting the win total at for next season? Oh, uh, that is a projection question at this point. So, uh, eight and a half. There's my number. I'm going to go eight and a half, Ohio State, Michigan. That takes you down to 10 games. Um, so, are they a nine win team? Do they lose one more? Defensively, man, they're they're gonna lose a corner and a safety. They're gonna be they're gonna oh, yeah eight and a half is my early. I, if they they've got to they've got to run the table right. So he says they go eleven and two and win their bowl game and go to a New Year's six game. That might make it nine and a half, Jimmy. They go eleven and two. It might be nine and a half. My number would be eight and a half. Man, Rob, you got I, me you got me on a sideways curve. Good one. I I think it would be nine and a half, Andy. Yeah. I think the because that still allows them to lose to Michigan and Ohio State. And I think whether they, you know, even lose a bowl game, but there's so much talent coming back. Drew Aller is getting so much hype. The running backs are getting so much hype. The defense has been playing well for a couple years in a row. I think it would be nine and a half. Okay, let's go to Steve in Columbia, PA, who says, um, I believe many Penn State fans still suffer from the Roberson debacle at Iowa last season. Allers looked very good and very prepared in all his time on the field this season. We're not re- um, resigning ourselves to a repeat of Iowa 2021 if Aller plays and giving up on the season. I think our fan base needs some serious counseling. I'm not sure exactly what the question is. Yeah. But I guess I wanted to get you to comment on this because the, everyone has their feeling about Aller getting out there. And one of the arguments which I think Steve is making is, does their odds of winning change considerably if Aller's playing instead of Clifford? So that is an unknown, but I, to me at least, but I think I also can say on the flip side that I, I still believe that Sean Clifford gives them a better chance to win than Drew Aller does right now. And I really, I, I think that, I mean, I just, I go back to the Purdue game for this year as my example. He throws that horrendous pick six. You have to learn how to respond like Clifford did in that moment. You throw this horrific pick six that flips the game, that brings a sudden change, and then you just absolutely take your team right down the field and crush it to win a football game. That doesn't happen just by being a five-star talent. That takes some that takes some learning, some guts, some failing some some seat time, you know, as a starting quarterback. So I understand the Drew Aller. I want to see him on the field. But I don't know, Jimmy. I just think Sean Clifford gives him the best chance to win because he's got more around him and he doesn't have to be the focal point of the offense. I think you put Drew Aller out there as a starter and all the focus on the offense becomes on Drew Aller. That's not the strength of this offense. The strength of this offense is when the quarterback is not the focus of the offense. 
Maybe that's a cop-out answer, but that's my answer, Jimmy. It, it's funny you call it a cop-out answer, and I know, um, I think it was our colleague T. Frank who has said even, you know, playing two quarterbacks means you have no quarterback, you right? know, the old saying. But I don't think I have an issue, especially at the collegiate level, this isn't the NFL, with not a timeshare, not their alternating series, as you said, but let him play a couple series when the game is still on the line. So when you say, gee, I don't think it affects their ability to win the game by having Aller out there instead of Sean Clifford, well, it, uh, I know theoretically you either think one guy's better or the other. You know, is, If it's Clifford, why in the world would you want Aller in there when the game still counts? Well, I think it is a bit of a balancing act, uh-huh. and it's kind of there's more to it also in that Aller has different strengths than Clifford does, and vice versa, obviously. And maybe those things show up for a drive, and it's you know, I, Drew Aller has played well enough that he deserves, I think, some playing time. He's shown it. So, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing it. And if the worst-case scenario, and I've asked this question before, I think sometimes, you know, a coach, not just James Franklin, when you do something like that, I don't know what their bigger fear is. Aller coming in and failing or Aller coming in and succeeding? Right. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but if your worst-case scenario is him coming in and playing well, I don't look at that as a downside if that means you go with the hot hand, hey, Drew Aller's hot, keep him in there. Keep him Let, in there. Let's win that football game. Okay, Andy, here's one from Matt in Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. He says, right now there's two top dogs in the Big Ten, Michigan and Ohio State, with two different styles of play. For team development, which team do you focus on beating yearly? Is there a way you can develop to take on both and beat them within the same year? Or do we hope for some thir- weird three-way tie? I guess the question is, Andy, Michigan and Ohio State have two very different styles. Do you build your team to beat one or the other? And if that's the case, do you sacrifice the other game? Interesting question. So I think it's dangerous to try and focus on building like one opponent like that at the collegiate level. I I really think it is. They are two starkly different football programs and they approach everything in two starkly different ways. I think Penn state over the years under James Franklin has proven to be a more capable matchup for Ohio state than most. So that tells me that, what they are trying to do and what they want to be good at mirrors a little bit more Ohio State than it does Michigan. That's just my evaluation and my two senses. They they give Ohio State a, a game at a different level than most, so that means their mat they match up. Their matchup is more along Ohio State style. They can play with Ohio State. They struggle and go in and out against Michigan. They clunker. Good game, clunker. It's just a tougher matchup for them. So I think they mirror. If to answer, you know, Matt's question, I think not intentionally they mirror 
Ohio State more than anyone else without getting the same sort of elite recruits that Ohio State does. They certainly look more like Ohio State than they do like Michigan to me. And I think also part of this is if they haven't been great on defensive line, offensive line, those Michigan games where Michigan beats them up at the line of scrimmage, just like what we saw a much lesser team in Illinois beat Penn State by beating them up at the line of scrimmage. So that's why I um, I don't think it's so much that you pick or choose which team you want to be, what style you want. I think you've got to be what you are, okay? Right. You can't let your opponent determine what you are. Correct. Now, with that said, if, you know, when Michigan exposes the fact that you're not big enough, strong enough, tough enough at the line, well, I don't think making your lines bigger, tougher, stronger sacrifices, you know, what you're doing everywhere else. So, interesting question. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Let let me go with Kevin in Cincinnati. Uh, People talk about Clifford, whether he should start or Aller, and it's about getting Aller more development. Are there certain types of development, Andy, that are better done through drills than gameplay could actually, so gameplay could actually be detrimental? I think what he's asking is, where is the point where actual games provides more development than what you could do on the practice field? Yeah, that's a really that's a really good question, Kevin. So where that tipping point is, and is is when uh, is a lack of success that affects a, a quarterback's confidence, right? When when a quarterback has a confidence problem, he can't fix it by continuing to play. Now you, you think that the well shooters need to keep shooting in basketball, yes, and quarterbacks need to keep playing, but you don't fix a quarterback's confidence in a game. You fix a quarterback's confidence on a practice field, and then it it ha- it becomes inherent. It's a, such a slow process when a quarterback loses his confidence. It happens in a heartbeat, but it, it takes, uh, you know, digging with a shovel out from underneath it to get out from underneath it. And the hard grinding work on that doesn't happen in a game. It has to happen on a practice field. And it's really, really a difficult process. That is the only time I think where, you know, in terms of development, Drew Aller's development in on the practice field put him at QB2. Then his play certainly said, He's potential QB1, but definitely QB2. That all relates back to the practice field. But development is different than a lack of confidence in a player struggling. That has to be fixed on the practice field. Good question. All right. That is it for Ask Andy. Come back for quarter number four, and we'll name our winner. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pregame tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. 
It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galanti along with Andrew P. Shea. It is quarter number four of our show. Andy, before we go on, we need to name a winner for the Ask Andy segment. Who do you got? Good questions this week. Thanks for sending them in. Kevin from Cincinnati. Well done, sir. Very good. Okay, Kevin, we will be getting in touch with you about the KSN Polo. And Andy, quarter number four is brought to you by GoPSURV.com. You know, I've told you about them. It's that great way to spend the weekend in Happy Valley. Drive your car out there. They've got the RV there ready and waiting for you. You just tailgate at their lot all weekend. Saturday, you get to go to the game. They transport you back and forth. You don't have to worry about the hassle of parking. This weekend, it's Maryland. There's still one more game to go. That's Michigan State. If you're looking for a way to spend the weekend in Happy Valley, you got to call Mark, 800-519-8467. And if you tell him you want the KSN RV special, you'll get $500 off your RV for the weekend. All right, Andy, it's that time. It's Maryland preview time. Yep. There are those. Well, first, let me ask you this question. There are those who say they think this Maryland game will be the toughest of the three remaining games. What do you think? I think I don't disagree with that. I this is um, this is a sticky wicket game, Jimmy. There's some there's some elements that Maryland brings to the table, and that you know could present some challenges to Penn State. I know the Terps are coming off a clunker last week at Wisconsin. Um, they haven't double clunkered this season. In other words, you know, back-to-back, you know, poor performances. They had a poor performance last week. They have a little heat on them to respond. 
uh, in this situation, but they have some capabilities and some elements that could make this a, a, a zinger of a football game. I don't disagree with that. And my concern is, and I just hate trying to pronounce his name, so I call him Tua's brother, is that quarterback. Yep. And I think he's a guy who could potentially have a big game. I do worry about him, Andy. Is, so, is my yeah, concern legitimate? Yeah, oh, your concerns are very legitimate. I mean, Talia Tagovailoa is, he's one of the, he's the second best quarterback Penn State will face this year. One of three offenses that is a little more balanced than you think, but it still runs through him, right? He's extremely accurate. He's elusive. He makes plays with his legs and his arm. He will make mistakes, um, but he has no fear of taking his shots. And he's powering an offense this season that's averaging, you know, 425-plus yards and 30-plus points a game. Now, Penn State's defense has been really – it's been pretty darn good uh, most of the season. And it and you look at a, a, a good quarterback, right? Like, this is the third quarterback Penn State has faced this year in a passing offense. That's a high number in the Big Ten, especially for the Big Ten East. Um to see that much sort of decent quarterback play, it, it, it's more uncommon than common. I think you and I will both agree. And and this secondary's had some elite has elite talent. Joey Porter Jr., Jair Brown, and they've showed up all year. So there are some interesting matchups inside the game. But the number one concern right out of the gate for Penn State is this quarterback has some chops and he can power this offense. Let's look at this then from Penn State being on the defensive side of the ball, we know we know that this is an aggressive defense. Manny Diaz sends people from all over. Knowing what you know and having seen uh, this quarterback over the years, Andy, do you want that still that aggressive or do you want Manny Diaz to step back a little bit in how aggressive he is? In, in this situation, last week, it's funny, last week I'm watching the game and I'm like, before the fresh the freshman quarterback for Indiana, their starter got hurt. Before that, I thought they were overly aggressive against a deep, an offense that they didn't really need to be that overly aggressive against. I don't think you can be aggressive enough this week against Tungvaloa. I, I really don't. The key for me now is he elusive? Yes, but he doesn't. He's not a big fan of heat in his kitchen. It doesn't like melt him, but. It, it shakes him up a little bit. Consistent heat in his kitchen shakes him up, up a little bit. Go after him. Can he get his escape and be elusive and, and make something happen? Absolutely, he has that capability. But he also sometimes gets a little foot happy and jumpy, and he throws really, really, you know, like, oh, my gosh, that is a terrible throw type interceptions. So it's for Penn State, it's, it's critical that they – I think you dial up the pressure this week. It is critical for Penn State to get home. You can't be whiffing. You can't get there and be getting home and let him make him, you know, and let him escape and and get free and run outside the pocket and make plays. You just can't. You've got to get home. If you're going to go aggressive, you got to be confident that you can finish as well. And I think that's going to be really important for Penn State's defense this week. Last week against Indiana, uh, in fact, a couple weeks ago against Minnesota, both 
coming off a loss, that's been an issue for this Penn State team. It seems like they exorcised that demon. They played well against Minnesota. They played well against mm-hmm. Indiana after their two losses this year, which was nice to see. And, in fact, I, I think Penn State has even potentially turned a corner this season. The last three games, Minnesota, Ohio State even with a loss, and against Indiana, I thought they've played very well now, three straight games. We call that a trend, Andy. Yes, absolutely. But the other the other, the concerning trend, though, in those three games, even though they played well, is they started slow. Yep. And I believe Clifford has had an interception early in all three of those games. What could Penn State do to start quicker? Is there anything the coaches can do? Yeah, I mean, I think the last two games, and and even in the Ohio State game, they, they've had a plan of what they want to do offensively. And and I'm very grateful to see that because the Michigan game, they clearly, like, what is your plan? They didn't have it. This is a defense that is not as good as its numbers. So, you know, do you go hurry up in the first four minutes of the game? No, but I think when you're facing a defense that isn't as good of its as its numbers, I think you attack this defense. So, one of the things we've talked about all year, and I'm laughing when I say this, and you'll know why. We both agree that Penn State's vertical passing game has been forced. It's just felt like it's forced. Stop forcing it. This is the game where I think you force it. You take the shots. I think it's going to – there's there's a greater opportunity for it to yield some really good results. I think one of the things is you come out and are you going to lean on the running backs? Of course, because they're super talented. But I think when you're looking to pass the ball, you start taking some of your shots and go with the vertical passing game early and see if it yields you because you're you're starting slow and it's a trend. Go different. I understand what you're saying, Andy. My concern with that uh, going deep early is that risk of that early quick three and out, which I really don't want to see. I want to know what what do you have in your bag of tricks, Mike Yersich, and maybe it's time to use those things early in the game so that you could get your team on the field, get the fans into the game, and, and supportive of what's going on. That's that's my take on it, Andy. I talked earlier in the show about getting the running backs out in the open somewhere with a, either a screen pass or out on the flat, or again that jet sweep where they called it a pass to Katron Allen, something like that. I'd like to see it early in the game, you know, put some first downs on on the scoreboard and possession and some excitement going with the offense. Okay, Andy, now it's time for some predictions and bold predictions. The spread of this game, it was interesting. It started, I believe, at like 12 points or so, and last I looked, it's down to 10 points, so it's trending that way. I need from you your prediction and, of course, your bold prediction. Then I'll give mine. So I think to set my table for my prediction, don't forget Penn State probably has three reserve offensive linemen that are going to start. They did well against Indiana. Indiana's a bad football team. They boat raced them. Maryland is a better football team. Maryland's played has three wins where they've won by one score or fewer. Don't forget about that. Um, but Maryland struggles with long-term discipline. That's what I'm going to call it. 
They come up with untimely turnovers, untimely critical key penalties at just the worst time. You would, It's almost like you expect Maryland to make these mistakes. Count on them making those mistakes. And I think that's, you know, part of what will be key for Penn State is they have, they're better built for long-term discipline. I said it before, Maryland's defense isn't as good as their numbers. Northwestern and Wisconsin ran all over them, right? Purdue and Indiana threw all over them. Those are recent games. That is the matchup advantage for me in this game. It's Penn State's offense against Maryland's defense. That is a pure matchup advantage. Maryland has the better quarterback. I'm going to say it. Penn State is the better team top to bottom. The Terps know how to win a close game, but I think despite a slow start, because that is going to be my expectation for this, I think Penn State lights it up in the second half against this defense, and Maryland sort of crumbles. They need to find confidence early. Penn State will help them if they get off to another slow start. Don't expect it to be different until you see it that way. That's just my the position that I take. My prediction is Penn State 34, Maryland 24. So you, you're you going right on the number. Ten points, Andy. I am. I am going right on the number because I. there's also scenarios I can see Maryland having a path to victory in this game. I really do, Jimmy. And my bold well, prediction is – I'm sorry. My bold prediction ahead. is Penn State has – they have more than 500 yards of total offense. They are going to light it up in the second half. Well, that that will be interesting to see. I think, you know, Penn State fans were always fearful of that one game that they will lose that they shouldn't, yep. and could this one be, be that game? I don't think so. And unlike my colleague here, Andrew P., I'm actually going to give a spread that means something, not right on the number. I'm going to call it 31-17 Penn State. And my bold prediction, I'm not sure how bold this is, but I think Penn State's defense is going to light it up. By that, what are we going to see, like four or five sacks? I think they're going to drive this quarterback crazy. I think Manny Diaz is going to dial it up. All right, that's it for the show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands, as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching the game with friends or by the campfire, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack. New Trail's Hoppy Pack is an absolute crowd pleaser. Packed with four different hoppy beers, it's sure to please everyone. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. 
truststatecollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. We specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at techresults.com. That's T-E-K results.com. Or give us a call at 814-206-0000.